Hello Harry Potter fans and welcome back to Chatty Potter with Brett Bull. Now Brett forgot to record an intro to today's episode so here I am, Greg, today's guest, telling you a little bit about the show today. We get into politics as well as Harry Potter and see how those two combine. It's a lot of fun, I hope you enjoy it. Um, So without further ado, on with the show. Okay Greg, thank you so much for joining me on Chatty Potter mate. Do you want to start by introducing yourself and talking about what you do on the internet? Sure. Thanks so much, Brett. Um, My name's Greg. Hello, everyone. I make TikToks online. I'm also an actor and an improviser and um, part-time comedian, Um, although some people would definitely argue that point. Uh, I make political satire videos on TikTok um, and I... I act in things sometimes, but very rarely, like most <laughs> actors. <laughs> I love that. Rarely at the moment. I'm sure it'll all pick up for you soon. I've got to say, mate, love the political satire. Like, it is, it's not really something I ever talk about, like, within my content, because there's not really much room for it. But, like, I live for certainly, like, left-leaning and, and like, left-sided political content, particularly when it's satirizing the right. So right up my street mate absolutely love your stuff thank you dude yeah there's i mean i've got to say i it's something i really enjoy too there was sort of like a twitter boom like i feel like in the past sort of three three two three years of like just great kind of political satire and like political memes like i think i think to be honest you can probably track it back to when ed Miliband ate that bacon sandwich 100 sort of <laughs> sort of from there track the trajectory of this kind of rise in um comedy memes of like politics online um but yeah i I mean i love doing it i think everyone needs a bit of um a little bit of poking now and again and Mm -hmm. to be taken off their pedestal especially the right so there we go i love that and this this will be slightly political we're probably not going to get too much on our soapboxes because it's still going to be harry potter themed there will be a theme of politics running through it although i will say when you've said that political satire has started from ed Miliband eating that sandwich i do feel like there's correlation between the right being in power and getting more and more like it's just it writes itself half the time do you know what i mean like the people in power just getting more and more close to satire i feel like it's almost sometimes it's not even satire like you have to check yeah, it becomes hard to parody sometimes because they do it themselves. Exactly. Um, that, you know, like, I mean, great, there's great news stories that appear on my phone of MPs looking at stuff they shouldn't whilst in <laughs> Parliament. And you're going, did I write this headline or is this a journalist's headline? I mean, the, they, the lines do get crossed and very blurred very quickly. Honestly, I know. I mean, and, and that particular story, I feel like you're referencing with the guy who was looking at quote unquote tractors, but was actually looking at something else. Like, it's something like five years ago, you you'd read that in the Onion, right? There's no way you expect that to be real at all, and now it is. <laughs> it is, and what more can we say other than it's a shame that it is. One hundred percent. Like, there have been actually a lot of memes that I've seen in the Harry Potter sphere sort of correlating this government particularly their handling of the pandemic and cornelius fudge's handling of voldemort's return which i feel like is so apt just blanket refusal and then absolutely clueless as to what to do when you can't deny it anymore 
I feel like there's some great, yeah, some great little correlations and crossovers there. I mean, even even just like, I mean, I don't know how how your listeners um, how into politics they are, but if they know, especially UK politics, but if they know of the um, cabinet member Nadine Dorries, they might notice some crossovers with um, Umbridge. Yes, <laughs> even even down to the uh, wardrobe. Uh, choices <laughs> oh my gosh her Nadine Dorries's interview recently you know when she's tried to be really approachable in this recent video and she's talking about doing an internet and getting stuff on the download and it feels like so you know that bad. scene in the internship with Vince Vaughn when he's talking about taking a picture and instantaneously putting it on the line it felt like that and but she's she's our minister for for online media yeah, it's ridiculous. And today she admitted to sharing her Netflix um, password with four other households. Which <laughs> <laughs> is great. It's is, just, is that why she's great. trending on Twitter right now? Because I've got yeah, that on my other monitor. That she's is. trending there. Um, Unbelievable. Be Unbelievable. Anyway, we'll we'll jump back into Harry Potter before we sort of thread the needle of politics throughout it. Um, so, what is your experience of Harry Potter historically? Big Potterhead, casual Potterhead. I'd say casual i was gonna say casual pothead <laughs> that's a different that thing something very different um <laughs> i'd say like yeah like casual potter fan um definitely love love it though do love a bit of harry potter especially like i don't know when christmas time rolls around and they're just on tv like there's nothing better than like it's 4 p.m it's dark outside that is depressing but you come in, switch on ITV, and Harry Potter is playing, and you can 100%. just eat leftover Christmas food, crackling fire, and just like enjoy it. So yeah, I like I I love Harry Potter, um, but not like a, a mega mega um, know it all. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I like I read I read um, I might have even had the first book read to me growing up. Um, but I've seen all the films and, and, it, and one time it convinced, um, some people in a foreign country that I was Neville from Harry Potter, oh which, God. um, <laughs> about in about 2014. <laughs> oh my, you know what? If I had only seen the first couple and not seen Neville age up into like looking like the person he'd be for the rest of his life, I can see that he might have gone down a different path and ended up how you you look Honestly, i mean i, I would say a, how you've ended a... up like i knew you 10 years ago no idea how you've ended up mate <laughs> <laughs> there was there was um yeah there was like that gap it was like probably in like i don't know when matthew lewis like started to lose some weight or like just got older to be honest like not yeah lose weight do you know what i mean just like went through puberty um <laughs> i didn't think i'd be saying that phrase on your podcast um but just as he got older there was like that gap where we kind of did look fairly similar sure. and then he got really hot and i didn't and um <laughs> and so that in that gap um that was when i managed to convince these people and like, we, we were just on holiday and they were like just kind of taking like kind of second glances at me and then um, one of my friends just jokingly said, oh, it's Neville from 
Harry Potter because that was kind of a running joke we had anyway. And they just believed it. And then they were like coming over and I was like taking pictures with these people and like signing stuff. It was great. That's so funny. I actually have a similar story, not with Neville. Um, I was on a night out once in um, in Oceania and I I was not long, sort of 18, 19. Mm. So I was quite new to going out. And a girl came up to me and she asked me if I was Ben from EastEnders, <laughs> which, is, which is not a compliment. Um, but I absolutely ran with it for a little while. I was like, yes, yes, I am Ben from EastEnders, so of course. Good. How can I look this close to him and not be him? Um, not I feel a compliment, like everyone though. knows somebody who looks a bit like Ben from EastEnders. Yeah, that, which tracks as well, actually, because I'm known in my group of friends as the person with the most doppelgangers in the world. There's always someone they're like, Oh, he, he kind of looks like you. Oh, this could be Brett. Which makes sense if, if there is always someone in every circle who looks like Ben from EastEnders, <laughs> and I apparently do also. That tracks. <laughs> it's got one of those faces. Just one of those faces, I know. A, pl- a plain Jane, if you will. But, um, okay, so that's interesting. So, um, haven't read a ton of the books, but love the movies. You're absolutely right about Christmas as well. Like, there's just something cozy. It's like, I know I can stream any song I ever want to stream through Spotify. But if, if the song I like comes on the radio, it hits different, right? Oh, and it's like Harry so, Potter being on TV. It's so different. It's just something like cozy about it, isn't there? It's just mm-hmm. like that nostalgia floods back. It's just like playing on the TV and just like, you can just sit into it, especially those early films. Mm-hmm. Like the, like, I don't know, like Chamber of Secrets, probably one, like that's a banger for me. That just, Is it? that just, I don't know. There's something about that film. It's just, I don't know, very watchable and like makes me feel at home. I yeah. Don't <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, it's, I mean, it's the longest of the Harry Potter movies. Fun bit of trivia. So maybe that's oh, why you like it so much. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's actually my least favourite one. It's, oh, I like okay. it the least out of all of them. Um, but I still think it's great. Like, that's the thing. Like, the, even the worst one is still a banger. Like, you're absolutely right. And I think, I think you're right about it feeling like cosy and at home and nostalgic watching on TV because you're like, Oftentimes around Christmas, like you're watching something on TV with your family around and like you can have a break and go and make a cozy like hot chocolate during the ad breaks. And I just feel like it's just something different, isn't there? Rather than streaming it yourself or watching the DVD, just having it come on TV. Love that. So good. So good. Love that. So um, you do you have a is, is the Chamber of Secrets your favourite film? Or... I don't know if it's, it's my okay favourite. It I think I don't know. Is it my favourite? I like it. I do like it. No, 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 no. It's a good question. I don't think I've ever sat down and decided which is my favourite. Well, I mean, we've got. I think I'd I'd like them all for like. Got time? (laughs) Let's go through them all. (laughs) (laughs) I think I like them all for like for different reasons. Um, I think I enjoy the earlier ones because I enjoy, um, like the how it's a bit more. Um, calm and yes. um, a bit more like chilled in the world of magic and like there's less like um, death happening it's not got into like the war saga part yet <laughs> yeah which is great but I think I enjoy the more I, I remember you talking on your TikTok actually one point about like a Harry Potter spin-off TV show mm-hmm. um, where it was just like in the world of like Harry Potter in like I'm just I'm just thinking about like I would love to see like <laughs> even like a little sitcom of like some kind yes. of one shop or like you know some kind of like something 
the shops of Diagon Alley, you know, like the around the sort of like shopping districts and different places mm-hmm. and stuff. I think that would be great. And I think that's why I like those early films because they kind of exist more in the kind of chilled side of yes. <laughs> of the universe. Do you know? Absolutely. Um, like I've made a TikTok before saying some of my favourite scenes in the books are just just Harry, Ron and Hermione living their life, doing their homework, experiencing like the mundane side of magic and just like seeing that cool, fun, quirky side of things. Like, I think your idea of a one-shop sitcom is banging. I made a TikTok <laughs> once theorising Luna taking over Ollivander's because she's quirky enough that I think she'd be able to run that shop and she'd be like, she'd be all over like the wand chooses the wizard, right? Because she's weird enough to fill Ollivander's shoes. And I just feel like Luna and some like quirky little intern or something running Ollivander's would be a banging setup for a sitcom. That'd be so good. Oh, I'd watch that. That would be great. Yeah. No, I'd love that. I guess. So, yeah, I suppose like one of those early films would do it for me. Maybe. Yeah. Like the first or, or the second film. Like. I, I just enjoy those. I mean, I, I don't think there's anything wrong with that, right? <laughs> to, to enjoy those films. No, I don't judge you. I don't judge you at all. Actually, I think a lot of people's favourite is The Prisoner of Azkaban, just because it's it starts to get a little dark, but it's not all, like, war and war crimes and, like... Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I say it's that. not war crimes. It is about the mass <laughs> murder of 12 muggles, so maybe a little bit, but... Slight war crimes. <laughs> Yeah, More exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Somebody falsely imprisoned for 12 years for a crime they didn't commit. <laughs> Maybe it is quite dark. Yeah, but no, it's a really fun film, Brad. <laughs> yeah, really like hide. <laughs> I mean, you do have the cool like hippogriff riding scene. I feel like that brings it down a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. So which is your favourite then, if, it, if not the... I... Okay, my favourite book is The Half-Blood Prince, right? I feel like they miss out a lot of what makes it my favourite book in the film, but I still love the movie because some of my favourite parts of the books are Harry being sassy, and I feel like the Half-Blood Prince is the only real time we get a true glimpse into that. You know, when he takes Felix Felicis and he's Mm. basically stoned? Mm. I feel like that scene is fantastic. Like, I love that. I could watch that scene over and over and over again. Um, So for you, it's Sassy Potter. It is a bit Sassy Potter, yeah. Yeah. Like, so... (laughs) It's either it's either the Prisoner of Azkaban, so number three, or the Harbour Prince, number six. Like, uh, and I go between them depending what kind of mood I'm in. If I want something a bit darker and a bit grittier, it's the Prisoner of Azkaban, which I realised like five minutes ago I was saying was fairly light. But if I want something a bit like a bit lighter, it's like the comedy side of the Harbour Prince. Mm. Oh, there's some great comedy though in that mm-hmm. one. Like when like what you're talking about. That's just, those scenes are very funny. Very funny. Yes, like, and it's like, also you because get... you don't expect that from them. Like you don't expect 100%. that from from Dan Radcliffe to you. <laughs> like he just comes out with it, and I don't know. I really enjoy that. No, I completely agree. And like you get that like teenage love triangles, and like teenage they, they get to be kids in that. They're like there's not so much of this like oh you have to save the world from Voldemort stuff, all that heavy heavy nonsense. It's like Hermione's got nice skin. <laughs> a skin do you know what i mean like yeah, yeah a skin goes yeah, yeah a skin goes exactly I, so there are aspects of, the, of that that make me really bloody love the half-blood prince but um yeah i'm in two minds it's between the two and i feel like if i if i didn't love the half-blood prince book so much i'd love the movie more but because i'm comparing them as much as i hate people who say it's not as good as the book um it's just not as good as the book i'm that person <laughs> i'm sorry um what about your favorite character then we've we've sort of covered your favorite oh. book Okay, yeah, my favourite character. Um, 
I think, do you know what? I might even have to give it to my um, much handsomer counterpart in Neville, in Matthew Lewis's Neville. There's just something, I guess I just, because I was told so often that, um, you know, we were fairly similar um, in our uh, looks growing up, that maybe <laughs> I kind of just assumed that I was and had like a bit of an affinity then with okay. um, with his character. I, there's something about his journey that's pretty his journey um that's pretty that's pretty cool yeah um, i think he's got the best growth of any character in harry potter 100 percent. yeah definitely and i don't know like i mean i just you know those in those early films you just feel for the poor little boy you know? yes <laughs> there's the scene in um in the prisoner of azkaban where they're stood on the stairs and um, they can't get into the portrait. And Ron's like, what's happened is Neville forgot his passwords again. And Neville's behind him like, oi. And you're just like, oh, poor Neville. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> poor little guy. Or there's a, 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 there's a scene in, um, I can't actually remember which movie it is, but he, he just looks directly down the lens pretty much. And he's like, why is it always me? Oh, yeah, yeah, and yeah. Just like, oh, poor Neville. And then, and yeah. then to, go from, like, to go from that to literally killing Nagini integral in defeating Voldemort when when they think Harry's dead the only one who stands up to Voldemort and delivers a speech like that growth he oh. he epitomizes Gryffindor by the end of it and if you told me in the first movie that would have been the case would not have believed you so good so good yeah yeah that that speech at the end oh unreal unreal speech yeah I just I think I mean it'd be terrible if you were like what's your favorite character <laughs> I love I'll have Vernon Dudley. <laughs> We're in for a strap in, folks, for the podcast of the century. Um, yeah, I mean, I can't imagine. I can't imagine you sitting there having talked about how much you satirised the right and then <laughs> loving Vernon D- Dursley. I just feel oh, like yeah, sorry, uh, about Dursley. Vernon. D- I think Vernon Dudley I said is Dudley, Harry's. I think. I think that's Harry's alias when the Snatchers catch him in, in the Deathly Hallows. I think that's the fake name he gives them, yeah. Well, that was actually my real niche knowledge there. That um, was, uh, that's that was actually your favourite character, is yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> the alias Harry gives for like 20 yeah. minutes. <laughs> Love that. Imagine if I just like, yeah, cracked out that incredible knowledge. That is what I meant. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, no, I mean, yeah, I think I'd have to give it Neville. I mean, mm. I don't know if people know who yours is, but I'd love to know what yours is your favorite yeah i mean i i don't feel like i'm particularly secretive about the fact that luna is my favorite character um i i love luna but there's like there's so many like and actually so my friend kirby who's been on the podcast a couple of times she made a video once about the fact that luna believing all this misinformation is actually kind of abusive parenting from her father to like let her believe all that and i was like oh god that totally flips my understanding of these characters and it's it's true it's true to like push this misinformation on your child and let them go around thinking it's all gospel truth. But I just, I love Luna. I love how wonderfully unique and herself she is, how nuts she doesn't let anyone hit her down. When people try, like when people like Hermione and Ron are passive aggressive and call her names, she doesn't let her, that impact who she is or how she acts. Love that. And I like, I feel like she epitomizes Ravenclaw because a lot of people think Ravenclaw is just intelligence. But actually creativity as well, which I feel like like Luna in the Order of the Phoenix makes her own lion shaped hat that roars like the creativity for that unrivaled. <laughs> I think Neville also is up there. Hermione is a fantastic character. McGonagall, um, Lupin as well. One of my favorites. But stand out for really me good. Is, is Luna. It's to get a really good dinner party going here. Bro. Oh, my gosh. Can you imagine? <laughs> 
Luna, I Hermione, mean... McGonagall, and Lupin all having dinner together. <laughs> That'd be great. I think I feel I like might even all have of them add, except like... Luna would would get on fine. I just think Luna would be a bit of an outsider, but she wouldn't mind. No, she could just you know enjoy the enjoy the vibes. <laughs> <laughs> exactly right. Yeah, yeah. I feel like maybe I might have to add in like Hagrid in there too. It's oh, something great very shout. like comforting and reassuring about yeah. about Hagrid. And especially if we're having a dinner party, I mean, and everyone's got to bring a plate. I think Hagrid is bringing <laughs> some a banging bit of food. Yeah, <laughs> really as long as it's not the rock cakes he makes himself. Like, no, no, I think he's fine. outsourcing. I think yeah, he's, he's getting some really yeah, exotic yeah. like cuisine from overseas yeah, yeah. that he got off some guy down the pub. Yeah, I know a guy. <laughs> I think I'd love Hagrid more if he didn't sound like everyone who I grew up around. Like, so I grew up in the Southwest. So everybody I grew up around talks a bit like this. So when I hear Hagrid, it throws me back to all these people I didn't like very much. And it just, like, I've desperately tried to leave. Not only that accent have I tried to coach out of my voice, but so much of what I grew up around, it was like very much like 98% of the people in my city were white, like very conservative, very right wing, very regressive. So trying to leave all that behind and like Hagrid's accent just sort of gives me flashbacks to that, like not something I can handle. I couldn't agree more. I've lived in London for seven years, but prior to that, I grew up in like the Southwest. And like if you take a trip home and like you walk into the local pub, it is like being surrounded by a lot of Hagrid's. Oh my gosh, 100%. Just have a point, please, mate. You know. Honestly, mate, honestly, like the amount of people like there's a there's an old fella that I used to live near. And if I ever went out in jeans that had rips in them, like he like he'd just go off on one and he, <laughs> he'd go off on one about my jeans. And he'd sound just like Hagrid. He'd be like, oh, you think you're fashionable? You need to buy yourself some more jeans. I don't you want to be wearing to those round here. People will fight you. <laughs> <laughs> You've been in a fight around the corner. There's holes in your jeans. Oh, I feel like we could just throw this accent back and forth all day. We should probably move on. We yeah, promised some that. some political Harry Potter discourse. So I thought a fun, a fun. Oh, you've gone back to my roots. A fun game we could play is putting Harry Potter characters on the political spectrum. So how far right or left they are. And we'll do it like, I know a lot of listeners are from the States, so we'll do it with the UK political system. But essentially, a breakdown of it is that the Tories are basically the Republicans and the Labour Party are kind of like the Democrats, but probably, I mean, maybe not that much further to the left now, previously definitely further to the left. It's hard to like compare the two, isn't it, with the US and the UK, because they kind of sit on in between the lines of each other Yeah, ju- just a bit. But I think people will will be able to um, to tell the difference. I mean, yeah, like you say, Tories are right wing, Labour is left wing, and then the Dems are sort of sort of somewhere in the middle, depending on yeah. who's who's trying at the to hell. be like sort of like almost like Rand Paul's like libertarianism, like the the government should not interfere in anything, sort of thing. So we're going to plot Harry Potter characters on this axis of politicism. If that's a word. Hmm. I think let's Let's start with... We'll start with... Should we start with Hagrid? That sounds good. Yeah. I feel like Hagrid's an interesting one. Um, Yeah, where would we put Hagrid? Um, 
do you know what? There's a potential that Hagrid might even be one of those ones where I don't vote, you know. Yes. He, he's so disillusioned by mm-hmm. um, disenfranchised. What's the word I'm looking for? A bit of both. Um, I, think, I think both are the, are the right words, yeah. Yeah, he's kind of gone off politics or maybe he was never into politics Hagrid mm-hmm. might be one of those I mean he was expelled from school in like his third year or something so like not and, and not to sort of perpetuate the idea that people who are less educated are less interested in politics but there's definitely a correlation to that and I feel like Hagrid probably would be disenfranchised by the system if he was wrongfully expelled for something he didn't do when it was in his third year just sort of would become a bit anti-authority until Dumbledore sort of ropes him back into Hogwarts. Yeah, exactly. And maybe this, maybe it's a bit of an early cop-out from me on your first character to say, (laughs) nah, nah, I wouldn't have a party. But I I honestly think that is probably where I'd place Hagrid, is that he he wouldn't vote, he wouldn't get involved in the, he just, nah, voting, not for me, you know? Yeah, no, I can can see that. And I don't think it's a cop-out because I think you've reasoned it well. Um, it's one thing I'll let people have on Chatty Potter is if I don't like the answer, if they've got a good reason, I'll let them have it. If you've got a bad reason, I will I will probably also let you have it because I'm quite <laughs> confrontational. But um <laughs> we'll move on. Okay, so we've done we've done Hagrid. What do we think about Luna? Okay, Luna mm, Now would Luna be a sort of a sort of a green party? Where would Luna sit? I mean, it, it, let's just take a second, actually, Brett, and hear your impression of Luna, if we can. Okay, okay, we can. We certainly can. Hang on. <clears throat> and it's not great. Uh, hello there. My name is Luna Lovegood. <laughs> I am an Irish person, and I don't know what I'd vote for. Please tell me, Greg. Please tell me. Uh, one of my favourite things to do is to um, go into Brett's twitch chat and um, <laughs> wait for someone to claim with his channel points for him to do an impression it's uh, if you don't follow brett you've got to go and follow him on i'm shouting you out on your own podcast <laughs> you know that's very very sweet of you greg thank you you've, that's you've gonna be to. my little clip for my tiktok highlight just you shouting me out on my own channel love that Amazing. but carry on tell people why should they, they should follow me on twitch what do i do there oh uh, Brett does great Harry Potter quizzes on on Twitch um, alongside his fantastic impressions. So whenever you've got an evening, you're not sure what to do, head on to twitch.com forward slash Brett's thoughts. It's <laughs> twitch.tv, but that was close. Oh, so close. Twitch.tv slash Brett's thoughts. And I feel like I'm doing um, sort of an afternoon radio show now. Like, <laughs> driving you home be sure to check out brett on twitch um that is no, a banging do... radio voice by the way <laughs> thank you mate i feel like i've used um, the adjective banging more in this podcast than i have ever in my life before it just keeps coming out i'm so sorry hey that's all right i said something about puberty earlier so here we yeah, are that's fine i mean i made a tiktok about harry potter's pubic hairs a couple of weeks ago so you're in you're in good company it's fine <laughs> um but yeah go go and follow um Brett on Twitch, definitely do that. I mean, probably, uh, I'm sure you already are. Um, but to reel back to your um, question, I think Luna, I am going to, yeah, I'm going to go with Green. I think mm-hmm. Luna would vote for the Green Party, actually. I think um, it's, a, it's a safe bet. I think, I think Luna would go for the Green Party. Although, I, see, I was thinking about this earlier when I was writing out 
what we could plan for the podcast. Yes, I did leave it to the last minute. I'm sorry about that. Um, but uh, I was thinking, like, Luna could vote Greens. My only issue with that is Luna massively believes in conspiracy theories. Mm. Would she Would she then believe in climate change? That's a great point. That's a great point. I do. I still, even though I think she, she's into conspiracy theories, I still think that she would, she would believe in climate change. I don't think. I think she she'd be more into the sort of like, um, sort of those conspiracy theories that kind of are a bit more out there. Yes, lizards running the country sort of thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. I I mean, she does believe that Cornelius Fudge is a serial killer of goblins in the Harry Potter books. So that tracks, actually. That's a a very good point. But I think maybe then in that case, it's it's a a case of when she gets to the ballot paper, she's voting green because it's the... she, She just... Which other one would she vote for? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like a a case of, well, I'm not going to vote for them. I'm not going to go vote for them. So who does that leave me with? The one that mm. I'm least kind of, you know, and she ticked the box for for the Green Party. That is yeah. what I'm going with. You know, no, I, you know what? I think that's fair. I think you're right. I think you, you, it's a very fair point about the conspiracy theories. I think she'd believe something a bit more outlandish. Whereas she loves animals, she seems to love like the environment and stuff. So I feel like actually she'd be on board with climate change and things like that. If anything, she'd her conspiracy theories would go the other direction. She'd believe in climate change and they're always deliberately done by the yeah, Tories yeah. or whatever. I think yeah, that's a solid yeah, yeah. point. So, that's a great shout. Yeah, yeah. She believes that they did it, that there's yeah. someone behind it all. Yeah, on yeah. purpose, yeah. And they've got like this special rocket taking all the powerful people to another planet. <laughs> Like, what was that film um, that came out on Netflix recently? Don't Look Up. Yeah, 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 yeah. That kind of vibe Mm -hmm. where at the end someone just gets eaten by a a weird little dinosaur (laughs) lizard thing. That was good. The weird alien. Goodness me. Okay, um, how about Dumbledore? Where do we think Dumbledore sits politically? Oh, my God. You're asking the hard ones. I was really hoping that... Um, Brett mentioned to me that we might do this on the podcast before I came on and I was really hoping that you were just going to say like Vernon and I would be able to be like you Kip I'm like, saying that, see, the next part of this is um, inspired by Kirby who I know I've already mentioned she did a video series about whether or not certain Harry Potter characters would be vaccinated or not and so those ones that you think are quite easy I've saved for that part okay. of the game that's okay. why we're going for maybe some more grey areas. Yeah, this is hard. This is really party. hard to um, to place. Um, Dumbledore. Hmm. Well, look, I, I don't think I don't think he's a he's a Tory. I think mm-hmm. I've, I think I can just I think I'm gonna have to rule them out. I don't think he's a Tory. I don't think he's. I don't even think he, he may be green. He may be green. I think he might be a Lib Dem. That's a good shout. He might well be a little. <laughs> yeah. And I hope this is what people were looking forward to when they um, tuned into the podcast today was me deciding <laughs> if Dumbledore's a Lib Dem or not. I, I think that's what most people were hoping for when they started listening. Yeah. They said, oh, Greg, that guy that does the political satire. I wonder what he thinks Dumbledore would vote if he was a British muggle. Yeah, I think this, this is, is what... where we're at the question on most people's lips <laughs> so i'm glad i'm answering it but i do think i do think he'd be a lib dem i think he he's kind of probably in like a kingston upon thames constituency yeah and i think he's probably he's thinking 
Yeah. He's getting to the ballot box. He's going, Labour aren't going to defeat the Tories here, so I'm going to vote Lib Dem. And I think, yeah. I think he's tactical voting. Yeah, I think that's I think that's a great shout. I think I can see him being Lib Dem because there, there are libertarian aspects of him, like of, of wanting government not to interfere in a lot of things, particularly as school, particularly from the Order of the Phoenix onwards, like when he sort of refutes Fudge for not agreeing that Voldemort is back. He's very anti-establishment. I mean, he sets up the Order of the Phoenix because he doesn't really have faith in the ministry. So I feel like that's a very libertarian thing to do. And like, as far as I understand them, the Lib Dems are quite a, the most libertarian party. Although as the Tories move further towards mass free market freedom, maybe they're quite libertarian. But I you're right, I can't see him being a Tory. Part of me thought maybe a Blairite, like a neoliberal... Yeah like new labor fan i see but i just feel like i feel like the movement into iraq would put him off new labor yeah i think so i do think i just think it probably comes down to tactical voting with Dumbledore. yeah and i think for that reason i do think he's going to vote lib dem i think you're right he is he's very tactical he obviously has all these schemes going on through the series i think that's a great shout or very well argued i like <laughs> it you. um the weasleys mr and mrs what do i we think, think well I think they're voting Labour, aren't they? I You'd think, think so. so. The ultimate working class heroes of the series. I think that might be the potentially the easiest one you've asked yet. I mean, I, yeah, I think that's... Do you know what? They may even be like... In a, if in an alternate universe, you know, they may even be on, on a little local council or something. Oh, I love that. Yeah, yeah, sort of... I can see that. I can yes, see that. Yes, I can like, absolutely yeah. see Molly Weasley setting up like community events and... The, the the reason why I didn't think it was so straightforward is because there's a small section. It's only a small section. And it feels kind of out of character for her, but there's a small section where, and I don't remember if this is in the movies or not, but in the Goblet of Fire, Rita Skeeter writes an article about Hermione breaking Harry's heart mm. and Molly Weasley acts quite cold towards Hermione. Mm. So I wondered if we thought maybe propaganda rags like the male and the sun ah. sway her slightly. But it feels very out of character and there's not many other instances. And she sees the, the prophet sort of slaying on Harry and then she refutes them. So so maybe it was just a one-off and maybe, maybe it wouldn't sway her towards the Tories. Yeah, I mean, these things can happen, you know. These things can happen. We all... We all slip sometimes. <laughs> we, that's true. We do. We certainly do. But um, uh, yeah, I mean, despite that, I think I just see her as like a little sort of label counsellor. Yeah. Um, you know, I think I said label counsellor, but labour counsellor. <laughs> um, and yeah, so I think they're both doing that. And I think they're kind of, you know, I can see them coming out of the poll booth and kind of going, yeah, we, d we, we made our vote. Let's hope this time. Mm -hmm. let's hope this election something changes i think also like <laughs> there's a little bit of sort of though at the same time i think she gives off vibes of i don't know if you saw this video there's a little meme um i think it was during the referendum it may have been earlier but there's that video of that um bristolian lady and she goes another one when there's another <laughs> like um election announced and she gives me those vibes of like oh, another one we've got to yeah. vote again oh my but gosh that's so funny they'd vote labor yes i'm with you on that i think that's a great shout that's a very good shout um 
Okay, my final my final one on this, and then we'll move on to the anti-vax thing, or vaccinated or not vaccinated. Voldemort, where do we think he sits oh. politically? I was going to say, I, do you know, I was going to say like Tory or something, but I think it goes further than that. I think Voldemort is creating his own political party. <laughs> and he's, and it's like, yeah, it's like the ultimate sort of, right wing mm-hmm. kind of you have to vote for me and he's like bribed everyone to into he's got the papers behind him he's in rupert murdoch's pocket 100 yeah and um yeah i think i think that's what's happening i don't i don't think he's voting conservative i think he's setting up his own party and i think it's winning the next election <laughs> So, so he's he's basically if Trump and Nigel Farage were one person, yeah, yeah, it's Voldemort. Oh, that's, that's horrifying. I don't think there's been an uglier bloke, <laughs> a more a more terrifying bloke of a mix between those two. Oh my um, gosh, I know. I sort know. of doing the mannerisms of Trump, but like talking like Nigel Farage. That would be quite something. I've <laughs> grown up a little bit. Disgusting. Sorry yeah, to the so listeners who had to, to hear that. That was the most repulsive thing I've ever heard. <laughs> <clears throat> so, yeah, I mean, I don't know what it would be called. I'm up for, like, I mean, if people can write in your comment sections or, like, tweet you or on your Discord or something. I mean, if you're on think? Spotify, we can do a Q&A and people can submit their answers. So if, if Voldemort created his own right-wing party, and don't just call it the Death Eaters or something like that, like, come up with something original... What do you think the party is called? I'd love to see what your answers are. If you're not listening on Spotify, just quickly pop, pop over. You don't even need a Spotify membership to listen to podcasts on Spotify. So just pop over. While you're there, you can also rate the podcast. Five stars, I would appreciate, but whatever you think is fair. And you can also, uh, let me get this right. I think you can rate out of five stars on Spotify. You can rate and review on Apple Podcasts. So feel free to just do the rounds across all the platforms and, and give me as many stars as you are physically able to, please. But also tell me what you think Voldemort's political party would be. Look at all the plugging we're doing for things today. This was a political party broadcast from Brett. <laughs> <laughs> okay, moving on to the next game then. Vaccinated or not vaccinated, inspired by Kirby, I just feel like I need to give as much credit as I can because I have entirely stolen this idea from her. Um, thank you, Kirby. Thank you, Kirby. Absolutely. Um do we think the following characters got the COVID vaccine or did not, and why? We'll start with Ron Weasley. Um, I'm saying yes, vaxxed. Um, I'd be great if I mean I, I think we should both do this together. Um, okay. I think I think I need yours as well. Your opinion on this too. Yeah, yeah. I'm going. I'm going vaccinated as well. Definitely for Ron. Yeah, I think just, yes, faxed, just was like, let's get it done, the greater good, you know. Yeah, I think I think all of the Weasleys, pretty much, bar sort of Percy for a small period, they're always on the right side of history. I think Mr. and Mrs. Weasley, no messing, would be like, yes, the vaccine is the right thing to get. Ron has no reason, like, his influences are Hermione, who will have read up on the science, and Mr. and Mrs. Weasley, who will want people to not, get this illness i think ron gets vaccinated pretty comfortably i think ron gets vaccinated i think potentially ron gets vaccinated but because he he gets it done he's probably going to be very slow to get it done if it weren't for molly being like drag dragging him along when she's going 100 like making his appointment for him yeah 100 definitely okay i've given you an easy one there because you were moaning earlier about giving you the hard one so we'll uh we'll get (laughs) into something a bit more difficult then (laughs) 
Seamus Finnegan. Now, remind me of who that is again. It's the Irish fella. My mum's, dad's oh, a muggle, yeah, yeah, mum's yeah, a witch. Yeah. Bit of a nasty shock for him when he found out. I'm with you. I'm, I'm with you now. Um, ooh, I'm still saying. Am I still saying vaxxed? I'm saying first vax. Mm-hmm. Yes. I don't think. I think then. <laughs> yeah, I think first vax. Kind of then was like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm all right now. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't think he got any of the boosters. That's my, that's what I'm going with anyway. Yeah, I think that's fair. Um, again, there was sort of one specific moment in the series that I had in mind, um, which you may or may not remember from the films. You know, when Harry goes back to school in the Order of the Phoenix and Seamus comes at him and is like, my man didn't want me to come back to school this year. Sorry for the accent, it's dreadful. Um, because she thinks she thinks he's lying about Voldemort. And I'm wondering, like, his mum believes the propaganda. He's quite quick to side with her, to call Harry a liar. And I'm like, ooh, is he going to see something on Facebook that says that the vaccine puts a 5G chip in inside of you? Or does his mum? And so he believes it and doesn't get vaccinated, you know? Potential. I guess I was thinking more like maybe he's a bit older by this point. Maybe yes. he's not surrounded by bad influences so much. <laughs> Very um, possibly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is why, but this is why I'm thinking, you know, the first fax comes out, he's getting that, but then in between the first and the second one, you know, he's seeing some of this propaganda and he's thinking, I better not put any more of that in me. I think I can get away with one of, one of those shots, but if I have another one, that might be the death of me. So that's yeah. why I'm going first fax, yes. Second fax, Maybe. <laughs> I can, yeah, no, I can see that. Like, he gets the first one because he's like, I'm sick of lockdown. And then he's like, yeah, now yeah, I can yeah. tell everyone I'm vaccinated. I don't have to get the next one. I don't want the <laughs> exactly. 5G chip. I can see that. Okay. Okay, we'll go Seamus is half vaccinated, essentially. Uh, Vernon Dudley, I promised you I'd save it for this one. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, I think no vax. I think not getting vaccinated. Um, and I think he's actively trying to make sure no one else gets it too. I think mm -hmm. he's going live on Facebook to three people. And <laughs> I think he's saying, don't get it, basically. Yeah, and I feel like off the back of it, I feel like Petunia probably kind of wants to get vaccinated, but yeah. Vernon has been like, no wife of mine is getting vaccinated. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Wow, it's like he's in the room. <laughs> it's like he's in the room. Um, Dudley's like not allowed to go back to school without the vaccine. Vernon's kicking off, but equally still not getting his son vaccinated. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm wondering, actually, maybe Petunia's, like, got the vaccine secretly. Oh, and taken Dudley along as well, yeah, secretly. Yeah, And then she's, like, backing him in, in, like, private and public. She's backing him, saying, oh, yeah, no, I agree with him. But privately, she's fully she's fully vaccinated up. I 100%. Think that's, that's got she's been potential. volunteering. He thinks that she's, <laughs> she's been at home while he's been working. She's volunteering at the vax centre to get other people yeah, yeah. in. Yeah, Love yeah, that. 100%. <laughs> okay, um, what do we think about Professor McGonagall? Oh, yeah, I'm thinking, I'm still thinking vaxxed, but I mean, maybe there's, maybe I'm seeing it with, um, I've just had a mind blank of what, who played McGonagall? Maggie Smith. That's it. Sorry. No, that's all right. No, that's <laughs> it was fine. in my head when I went to say it, and then she disappeared. <laughs> uh, see, in my head, I'm probably thinking Maggie Smith. 
Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking vaxxed. It's hard to separate the two. It really is. Especially when you've only read one of the books, Brett. Well, yeah, Not you, I, I mean, can well imagine, me. yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, no, I still think I'd, I'd say vaccinated. Um, but maybe you know something that I don't. No, I think I think you're right. I think it's a pretty straightforward one. I think vaccinated, like, if anyone is sort of trying to talk about why the vaccine is bad around school, she's like, I'm not going to do the accent for this one because my Scottish accent is dreadful. But um, she's like, oh, get a grip. Come on, get the bloody vaccine. What are you, what are you talking about? stop you with the other ones, Brett. Because <laughs> my other accents those. were immaculate. Thank you very much. <laughs> it's a, you can do this one. You can give us a McGonagall impression. Oh, no, I, I wasn't there. Didn't you say you're a, you're an actor earlier? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do I some also, acting. I also previously have boasted that I'm quite good at accents, but I think that's probably why i'm trying to avoid the um the shame you can't you can't say that and not do it now you have to oh um i'll tell you what i'll do if you do it okay but you gotta go first do your do your duty to our school that's what i'm going with oh my word that was so much better than i'm gonna do this is gonna be humiliating (laughs) that was not good that was probably the lowest bar i could have set Oh, and yet we will we will find it somehow lower in just a second. Right, hold on. I so I can't do a Scottish accent without saying the word Scottish to like reset myself, as most okay. people. So you know, you were talking about my impressions on mm. Twitch. McGonagall is seen as my punishment impression. If I'm getting too big for my boots, people get me to do the McGonagall one to bring me down a peg or two. Just for context, just so no one's expecting anything good here. <clears throat> Scottish Hogwarts is threatened. Man the boundaries, protect us, do your duty to our school. Well, I think... I've, I've yelled that, my poor neighbours. <laughs> For those who, who are just listening to that as well, and um, I don't know if Brett's going to put that out as a clip to shame himself, but there was some <laughs> real... I mean, the headphones came off, he really got into it. And that I did. for that reason, it's a 10 out of 10 from me. And I think you should be cast in any future remake. Thank you. No, I appreciate that. I, I actually agree. I think I should be cast in any future remake as Minerva <laughs> McGonagall. Um, okay, we've got about time for one more. Um, let's do... Let's do Luna again. Okay. Yeah, well, I, I'm thinking probably then anti-vax. Mm-hmm. Um you know, we're talking about the old conspiracies. I think, yeah, I think she's not getting that vaccination. She thinks it's um, full of nargles and like rack yeah. spurts. There's no way she wants that in her body. Her dad's obviously fed her all this misinformation as to why she shouldn't be vaccinated. Probably that COVID is a myth anyway. Yeah. I, yeah, I'm with you. I think not vaccinated. And it pains yeah. me to say it because I love Luna, but I think not vaccinated. Okay, we are moving on from that um, not particularly contentious subject whatsoever. Um, we have got three questions that I always ask people when they come on the podcast, which I think are relatively controversial uh, conversation starters. Um, hopefully, um, when I say conversation starters, I don't mean like we'll, we'll be talking for another half an hour about them. I just mean like fairly quick, just to basically keep it rapid because we're pushing an hour. All right, Greg, I know what you like, your chat box. <laughs> wasn't supposed to get that hostile when I started the sentence, and yet here we are. <laughs> Brett's going to kick me out in a minute and finish on his own. <laughs> okay, so the first one of these talking points are, you're in charge of Hogwarts, okay, but you have to remove an entire house from the school. Which house are you cutting? Wow, okay. Um, I'm cutting Ravenclaw. 
Um, oh, that was that was quick answer. Yeah, it was quick, and I'll tell you why. Because is that because I scared you into taking too long? Yeah, yeah, because Brett is holding a gun. <laughs> I'm not in the same room. Um, <laughs> I tell you why because you can't get rid of Gryffindor or Slytherin because that rivalry is just needed. You've got to have yeah. that. And the second reason is because when I've done, um, you know, those little kind of which house are you quizzes in the past, I, I'm a Hufflepuff, so I'm not okay. getting rid of my own house. So that just leaves Ravenclaw, and I'm afraid it's getting the shot. I think that's fair enough. I also think, like, Hufflepuff is widely considered the other house. You know, if you can't, you know, there's like this joke, like, if you don't know where to put them, just put it in, put in, mm. put them in a Hufflepuff. I don't know why I couldn't get that sentence out. Put it in Hufflepuff, I almost said. <laughs> What a disaster. Anyway, um, by getting rid of Ravenclaw but keeping Hufflepuff, I guess you can just put anyone who would have been a Ravenclaw in Hufflepuff, but I feel like it doesn't work the other way around. Yeah, I think it's the perfect way to do it. I think just chop them out. I'm not sure what, if you maybe, if you ask this to everyone, I wonder what the most common um, common group <clears throat> to get chopped is. It's actually Gryffindor is the most common. Oh, yeah, okay. so I thought it would be Hufflepuff personally because in the books they're sort of seen as a bit of a joke house like they don't contribute that much do you know what i mean like yeah. no I, I say i say in the book they consider that they've sort of been reclaimed by the harry potter fandom i feel like there's a lot of hufflepuffs out there now but i just thought they would be con considered the sort of miscellaneous house of the easiest to discard right whereas gryffindor by far because i think because they have a lot of like favorite character syndrome in gryffindor like J.K. Rowling clearly favoured Gryffindors, put all the main characters in there. So we know the most about them and they'd be easy to sort elsewhere. So it's quite easy to get rid of them. But I thought it'd be Hufflepuff, but it is Gryffindor. And I'd probably get Gryffindor, get rid of Gryffindor myself as well, personally. Oh, interesting. Yeah, not controversial to people who have listened, because I've mentioned that a few times. But, okay, um, fair enough. Next question. Your magic, Greg. Congratulations. Um, <laughs> Tell me something I don't know. <laughs> but... You can only do one spell from Harry Potter. Which spell do you pick? Oh. Yeah, mate, I'm making things float. I am making things float. Um, I'm going with Guardian Leviosa. Good call. I think that's a yeah. great one. I feel like that's a very... It's not picked often, but I feel like it's a very sort of... Um, well, I can't like a very versatile spell. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Like, And listen, look, I don't want to go with something outrageous. So I don't want to go around killing people. You know, That's at the fair. End of the day. I don't want the bodies to pile high. Um, <laughs> and so I just think I've got to go for something that's, yeah, a little bit sort of fun, a little bit kind of cracked out at parties. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And yeah. also could be quite useful. I mean, I'm not looking for a job in construction, but I'm thinking I can move things around. I can move heavy objects around, you know, willy nilly. I'm building skyscrapers like that. Yeah. Like so, you may not be looking for a job in construction now, but if you can levitate things, you'd be the highest paid construction worker in the world. That's what I'm saying. Forget magicians. I'm going into construction. 100%. Oh my God. You could be hired on like film sets. So they don't have to do VFX. You can just levitate shit. So good. So good. Yeah. Brilliant. I'm going with that. I think, I think that's, yeah, bosh. Easy. Yeah. All for self gain as well. Want to point out your entire <laughs> yeah. reasoning. Think of all these jobs I can get. Think of how much money I'll make. Love that yeah, from yeah. you. I'm not looking to help out people. It's weird that you satirise the Tories and yet you're <laughs> such a capitalist yourself. Hey, hey, if you if you do that, it makes you look like you're not one. That's true. Hide yeah, in plain yeah. sight, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay, final question. You can get a tattoo, right? And the tattoo is magical, kind of like the portraits in Hogwarts where they move. What magical moving tattoo are you getting on your body? Wow, okay. A moving tattoo on me. 
Yeah, yeah. And you ask this to everyone? To everyone, yeah, pretty much. Sometimes oh. the last one changes slightly. Okay. Uh, a variation of it is, imagine you're on a date and it's going really well, but suddenly they give you a Harry Potter opinion that's so much of a red flag, you right. flee out of the bathroom. But right. I feel like having only had one book read to you, <laughs> maybe like, you don't have that strong yeah, of an yeah. opinion on Harry Potter. Yeah, no, so you gave me the idiot one. No, that's I gave you enough. the idiot one, yes. Yeah, yeah, no, fair enough, Brett. On um, brand. Yeah, yeah, perfect. <laughs> okay, well, I'm going for... Okay, let's get deep a minute. Okay, because I think that's what people have been waiting for at this time Mm -hmm. in the podcast. Going deep with Chatty Potter. I think I'm going for... If I was ever going to get a tattoo, I'm untattooed at the moment. Mm -hmm. Untattooed. I, Um, too, am (laughs) untattooed. I'm untattooed, too. I'm untattooed presently. And if I were to get one, I think I'd have to get one with a bit of meaning behind it. And I often think there's a book that was read to me a lot as a kid, a little book of poems by A.A. Milne. And there's um, a nice little one in there about, I can't, (laughs) the worst thing is I can't remember, but I remember the picture. And it's like, it's like this little, this little character in little rain boots. And I think I would get them in their little rain, like little wellies, basically. I think it's a bear in wellies. It might be one yeah. of the boo. Um, <laughs> but I think I would get that. And they've got... Oh, no, it's not. It's a little boy. Okay. It's not a bear. There's a little boy in wellies, and he's got a little umbrella. And I think I would get, like, that tattooed, but it would you be, know, like, I think I know the. I think I know the illustration you're talking about. Yeah. It's a great little illustration, and it was just, like... I think it's called, like, happiness or something. It's the part. Okay. I could be wrong. But I think I would get that. That would be quite nice. It would mean a lot to me. Yeah. It was read to me by my grandparents. And just like having that, and it would be like raining and it would be like bouncing off the umbrella. That I love would just that. That would be great. I mean, I, love, I, I don't want to shit on it, but you have just said, <laughs> right, you have just said, let's go deep. This means so much to me. <laughs> you can't remember the name of the poem. You couldn't remember if it was a bear or a boy. Is it Willie the Pooh? I don't know, but it means so much to me. Let's get it tattooed. <laughs> Listen, there's not a lot that means a lot to me, right? Okay. I'm very surface as a person. Yeah. So this, <laughs> so this, that what I've just said to you there, that is so deep, Brett, for me. That's the <laughs> deepest thing I could have said. So Love listen, that. thanks for inviting me on your podcast. And then not only saying I'm an idiot, <laughs> but then when I've told you something that means a lot to me, Brett, a tattoo that means a lot to me. You've then said, that's terrible. That's terrible, mate. <laughs> I didn't no, say the idea was bad. Actually, I think you'll find I said, love that. Yeah. But you've the attached sentiment to it that I don't believe is there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, fair enough. But you, I mean, you put me on the spot about a tattoo and I can't just get a tattoo that's, you know, I mean, if it can move, I suppose I could get anything and then just move it around out of sight. So I, I mean, that's true. Um, <laughs> that is, that I, is true. Yeah. <laughs> that is true but i think i've got to get something that at least means something and that yeah. does just mean a little bit obviously not a lot of it but a little bit <laughs> no you know what i actually i really like that idea i'm pretty sure i know the illustration you're talking about if not i can imagine something similar um and i think that'll be a really cute tattoo i think that's a good answer thanks man <laughs> no worries uh and hopefully that sincerity came across and it didn't sound sarcastic look greg thank you so much for being on the podcast mate it's been an absolute pleasure um i honestly didn't know how long we'd be able to talk 
considering you haven't read many of the books and politics and Harry Potter isn't a well sort of covered topic or crossover. So we've pushed an hour, which I think is impressive. Before we wrap up, is there anything you want to plug? Um, I mean, yeah, if people want, want to follow me on TikTok, they're more than welcome to do that. And that would be very kind of them. It's um, at Greg J. Burks, B-I-R-K-S, is that my username. You can also follow me on Twitter, at Greg Burks. And I'm also just starting to do Twitch streams. So while you're checking out Brett, as earlier plugged, come alo- come, o- come all over, come <laughs> over and check out me too. It's twitch.com tv nice. slash um greg the earth um that french for egg um get back greg the egg was taken so okay. instead of going greg the egg one i i went i went the french i went the french way it's, which, it's um, what most people would do yeah i think it's pretty standard these days um so yeah look i mean follow me if, if you like if you like a bit of politics and satire or silly little parodies and videos um come check me out i mean i'm i think i'm i'm gonna start to branch out and do some kind of maybe we might see a little kind of harry potter musical sort of uh i mean i know there already is one but some kind of little parody thing there i'm I'm here for that so yes come along subscribe follow do all that and and check me out if if you if you hated this which i'm not i don't know why you would have stuck around for an hour if you've not enjoyed this (laughs) then please be free though not to follow me more than welcome not to do that your elevator pitch needs work there mate yeah you i feel like you had us hook line and sinker and then you've given us an out (laughs) (laughs) unbelievable have an out always you've got um just to counteract what you've said about people not following you honestly some of your content is some of my favorite content on the entire platform of tiktok like your your very hungry tory is an excellent spin on a children's book um, and what's the recent song where you sort of you made a comeback to TikTok with your recent song? Yes, I made two TikToks in my comeback to TikTok. There's one that's a parody of um, Boho Days from the movie Tick Tick Boom with Andrew Garfield, which I've redone to cleverly, so clever to Bojo Days. Um, so that's a little Boris Johnson parody. And my most recent TikTok was a parody of the introduction to Horrible Histories um absolutely but it's terrible tories and so if you if you ever enjoyed horrible histories you know be sure to watch the video it's good crack <laughs> <laughs>